look great. You're doing good. You are fabulous. Yes, that's right. Welcome to the podcast for moms by this mama, keeping it raw, real, and unfiltered every Thursday. Let's get into Christian Mom Uncensored. Good morning, good morning, good morning. I am back with another episode. I was on vacation last week and I intended to record on vacation, but it just didn't happen. So here I am actually back um, and excited to dive into a lot, actually. So let me give you a recap of my vacay. Let me tell you about some other things that I've learned and just goings-ons in life and back-to-school stuff and like so much. Let's chit-chat. So we went to Myrtle Beach for our vacation and ended up leaving really early in the morning. We left around 3.30. I got up at like 2.30 and we put the kids in the car and we drove and it was good. Um, I know a lot of people have like hesitancy with traveling. Like I'd rather fly with my kids. I'd rather drive. You guys know my stance. Um, You know, if I can drive, if I don't mind it, I will, especially because of germs. And like, I I get anxiety about anyone getting sick on vacation or before vacation. And I feel like when you drive, this is my second sort of long drive that I've done with the kids. Um, Half of what I did with Disney, but I feel like you can kind of contain, you're, you're, you're breathing in your normal germs. You're breathing in your kid's breath, your husband's breath. You're not on a train with other people who might be coughing or taking off their masks or the same, like planes are disgusting. Um, I'm getting to the point where I wouldn't mind flying, you know, if, I, if it were to go to like an amazing destination like Hawaii or, you know, another country. But I definitely just don't feel like the time to do it is right now, um, just from a safety medical standpoint. Um, and that's just me because I do have like this weird anxiety about that. But it was a really great trip. We drove down. Elliot did pretty good for the first half. Um, I honestly expected him to get in the car and go back to sleep since it was three in the morning, but he stayed up until like 630. Um, so he stayed up for about three hours before he finally kind of went to sleep. And then we ended up stopping for breakfast around 8.30, and we got Cracker Barrel. And let me tell you that there's not a lot of mishaps that happened on this trip. Thank God we did have one small mishap where we, so we left at 3.30, and my best friend and Ethan's best friend and my kid's godparents, they left around 5, and they ended up being like 10 minutes behind us, which was kind of insane. But we did stop. You know, they didn't really stop while we did like we had stopped to so that I could take me into the bathroom at Starbucks we had stopped at Cracker Barrel and so by the time we got to Cracker Barrel they were like 10 minutes from where we were and so they came and met us there we said hey and I told them like they weren't going to eat because they weren't ready to eat yet they were going to go ahead and keep driving um Ethan was the person who the reservation was under so he was going to be the one to check us in and Basically, this is kind of how we travel, and this is just some advice if you do, like, want to travel with weird schedules. Typically, when you go to a location like a resort or a hotel or something like that, you'll have a check-in time of 4 p.m. Usually, it's, you know, it might be 3, um, but a lot of times it's 4, at least everywhere I've been, it's been 4. And so, 
what you can always do is you can book if you, if it doesn't like hinder you financially, um, you could book a day early and just say, Hey, we're going to be late. We're going to be arriving around whatever time. And so like, if I booked, this is just an example. We had our reservation from on Saturday. Right. And so check-in for us was Saturday at 4 PM. Was it Saturday or Sunday? No, it was Sunday at 4 PM. We could have booked Saturday, right? And let's say we got there 10 a.m. on Sunday morning and said, hey, we're running late. We're just going to check in when we get there. And that kind of guarantees your room is ready. The other thing you can do, what we did, um, is call ahead of time and say, hey, this is the situation. We're traveling from, you know, X, Y state. We're going to get there a little bit early. Is there any way we can check in early? And so what the place did for us and for my mom as well was they said like, hey, whenever you get here, just come to the front desk and we'll give you the next available room. Because if you think about it, like hotels and like resorts and condos and things like that, after someone checks out, they have to go in and clean and whatever, whatever, whatever. And so like some rooms are going to be available before others because it's just the order of how they're cleaning. Um, So they said, just come in and we'll give you the next room. If there's not one available, we'll give you a pass to go to the pool and hang out by the pool, and then we'll just call you when it's ready. So that was really nice, and um, luckily by the time we got there, it was 1.30, and they did have a room available for us, and so we went ahead and got there. So I said there was only one mishap. First of all, my car is rusty, trusty. It has taken us to Florida and back. It has taken us now to... Um, South Carolina and back, and I just love my car. But um, we went to Cracker Barrel, like I said, and so it was nice because like the kids got to get out of the car for a little bit, got to walk around the store, we got to use the bathroom, we got to eat like some real food that wasn't like fast food. Um, Our friends met me, but Ethan left his wallet at Cracker Barrel. And so we drove about, after we went to Cracker Barrel, we got in the car because there was some family stuff going on that he was dealing with on the phone. So like his, his dad had called him and, um, he was dealing with that. And so by the time we got back on the road, we drove for like an hour and we went to go get gas. And then while we're getting gas, he can't find his wallet. And so he's panicking. Now, in these situations, the one good thing about me is I can remain calm. Like, if I lose something, if Ethan loses something, I'm pretty logical of the fact that it's going to be found. It's when it can't be found that I will panic. And so he's like, oh my gosh, I leave it at the gas station? Do I leave it at the restaurant? And I'm like, calm down. This happened to us in Florida, by the way. So, like, he was freaking out at a gas station, couldn't find his wallet. And he had just sat it in a like in a spot it was like in the seat like the the driver's seat but like tucked behind so I don't know how it got that far in and so I was just checking the seat and found it and it was okay and so I figured like something similar happened we're at this gas station and we're trying to figure everything out um I don't have a debit card because I lost mine I have my cash app card so I was able to just like add cash to my card as needed like from my bank account and you spend money that way. So that was interesting too. And so I was like, you know what? It's fine. Um, We checked that car all the way out. Couldn't find this wallet. So finally, I'm like, we'll just call the restaurant and see if it's there. I am now we're like two hours from our destination, an hour from Cracker Barrel. I am refusing to go back to Cracker Barrel because I'm thinking like, 
someone else can get this wallet at some point, but I'm not going back an hour and then having to drive an extra, like basically like two more hours, like an hour back there. And then that's like four more hours of travel. That's four hours of travel compared to two. Call Cracker Barrel. They have his wallet. Excellent. Now, my grandparents were also leaving on Sunday to check in as well. They left around 5 a.m. So I knew they were probably behind us. The reason why my best friend and um, Ethan's best friend got to us so quickly or were so close behind us, even though we left two hours earlier, is because they live in D.C. Well, my best friend lives in D.C. And so her drive to Myrtle Beach was like six hours and something. Our drive was like seven hours and 50 minutes. And then plus we stopped. My grandparents live closer to me. And so I figured they would probably take about eight hours to drive. Call my grandparents. They are like 30 minutes from the Cracker Barrel. They're going to grab it. Great. Probably crisis averted. Um, the only concern then was like checking into the resort because it was under Ethan. And so we needed typically you usually give someone like your ID and your card um, for your room. And I was like, well, let's just see what happens. And my grandmother sent a picture of his license. I was like, we could always like check in. And then if they really want a copy of your license, be like, hey, it's on the way. We'll bring it. Or our room might not even be ready by the time my grandparents will get here. It ended up being fine. It worked out completely fine. Um, we were able to check in and we had a really good time. That was the only sort of snafu in our trip. Ethan was able to work from the resort for two days. And then he was off the rest of the week, and it was a good time. Let me tell you about this resort. So here's what I've learned from traveling before with kids versus now. Now, I learned, so we went to Delaware last year, and it was a fun trip, but it was stressful for me because I had tried to do everything on my family schedule when I should have just stuck with my gut and stuck to my kid's schedule. So if you want to make traveling easier, especially with like, and Elliot was like nine months old at that time or something like that. Um, like he wasn't quite a year yet. Stick, listen to your guts and do what feels good and comfortable for your family. And I'll get into that. Like when, like for instance, to go to Disney, you might want to get up at 6 a.m., get to the park, pick up Starbucks. My kids love egg bites. Grab some egg bites. They can be eating egg bites in the stroller while you're in line for your first ride. Do parent swap. All that good stuff at Disney. If you didn't know, if you have kids and they cannot ride the ride because they're not tall enough, like it's a roller coaster or something, you can do parent swap where the first parent will get in and ride while the other parent is in line with the kids and then the next parent will get in and ride or if you have kids that are like mixed ages so like some kids can ride and some kids can't you can do parent swap there as well um so that's a cool disney thing that if you're kind of stressed out about like i can't take my infant on space mountain don't worry about it you don't have to um and you don't have to stand in line twice you guys can stand in line together and just do parent swap but uh, i forgot where i was going with that I really just lost my train of thought. Oh, so anyway, an example of doing something that might be helpful in Disney is like, let's say you want to go to the park early and rope drop. If you don't know what rope dropping is, that just means you get to the park a half an hour to an hour before it opens. And a lot of times the park will open up earlier and there's literally a rope. And once they drop it, you can head over to whatever area. So some sections of the park might still be roped off by the time you enter, 
but you have to walk through Main Street to get to everything. And so rope dropping, um, if you're at Magic Kingdom, is, is a good idea. We'll be doing that in our next trip. You guys know I'll have like several episodes about Disney. They'll probably be bonus episodes because I know I talk about Disney a lot on this podcast. But moving on, um, you might want to like go to the park till one, come back to the resort, have lunch, let your kid take a nap head back to the park at four, knock out a few more rides and do fireworks. And that's something we might do this trip um, just to ensure that the kids nap. Because if they nap for like three hours, after then they'll be good to like get up and go finish the day at the park. And so that's something that if you're staying on property, especially because you can take like, um, however you can, you're getting to the park, um, it's just a little bit easier if you're on property. Depending on where you're staying, not not necessarily the case. Um, I just prefer to drive, but anyway, um, that's an option. So anyway, with that Delaware trip, I was in the car during nap time trying to go to the boardwalk. I was trying to have dinner at six p.m. or seven p.m. and Elliot was sleepy, and it just didn't work out. And so I spent a lot of the trip stressed out. My kids wake up early and need breakfast. I was kind of waiting for everyone to get up to make breakfast because I didn't want to wake up my dad in the living room and things like that. And so it was just a different kind of stress that this trip I didn't have. We had our own condo, me and my friends. Um, they know the drill with the kids. They're with the kids all the time. And we did whatever we wanted. And when we could do things together, we did. And so it worked out well because there were so many activities at this resort. Let me tell you, I love this location because you didn't really have to leave to do anything. And I think sometimes when you travel, you want to explore the surrounding area. But it means Myrtle Beach. There's not like a whole lot to explore. I mean, there's some cool things that we did do off property. There's a really cute aquarium, Ripley's Aquarium in Myrtle Beach. Um, There's this place... I think it's called like Broadway Boardwalk or something where there's restaurants and shopping and things like that. Um, but regardless, it's, it, it was like, oh, everything was on property. So let me tell you what was on property and what we did. Um, there was a huge kiddie pool section that had like water squirters, these buckets that would drop water. It had like a seesaw in the pool. Um, that, that pool was maybe like two feet tall. Um, there's a lazy river in the middle and a hot tub at this specific pool, as well as like a wading pool that was, it went from six inches to like a foot and six inches tall and had these little fountains, um, that you could play in. And it was perfect for Mia and Elliot. Mia got to like lay on her belly and pretend to swim. And I knew she was safe. Elliot could really walk around and I wouldn't have to worry about it being like, you know, if a pool is like three feet, you know, that's about the height of my toddler. Um, and so it was really, really cute. Great place to sit and hang out. Um, there is an adult pool that was really big and had an area where you could buy food and snacks, like hot dogs, french fries, um, things like that, uh, smoothies. And they had a, an event center where they showed movies during the day. And you could also go in there. And they had crafts from like 2 p.m. or like 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. where you could you know, stuff your own sea animal, you can color a mermaid bag, you can make a face, like you can make a, a mask, like a tiki style mask, you could, um, all these different little crafts you could do in this room. And then um, there was also like a little kid pool there. Now that pool, because of all of the amenities was always full, but the kiddie pool wasn't. And so we spent a lot of time at the kiddie pool. Um, but we did go over to the big pool to do crafts one morning and things like that. 
Now, they had two shows while we were there on Tuesday. They had a pirate show. And so at the main pool, they had these pirates come and these girls on stilts. It was like Queen Calypso, and she was like capturing the pirates. And then you could meet a mermaid. They had a real mermaid with a real fin. She had to be carried out to a chair, and you could take pictures with her. They had, like, you could get face painted. You could get tattoos. They had these little vendors. You could buy things at this pool. And then... On another night, they did, like, a luau-style party, and so they had these, like, people who are, like, they travel, and they perform, um, do a whole dance, and they went and talked about, like, Samoa and Hawaii and all these different islands and, like, culture, and they did all these dances, and then they had, like, the guys come up and do a dance from the crowd, the girls come up, do a dance from the crowd, and then they did a fire show where they're, like, spinning fire and things like that, and it was really, really cool, and so I'm saying all this, there was an arcade, there's a spa on property. I didn't go to the spa. There is an arcade. And so Mia, um, Uncle Jordan, that's my like guy best friend, her their godparents won her like a ball from one of those claw machines. You could like play like Connect Four and like um air hockey. I think that's what it's called. All this cool stuff at the arcade. And so really we didn't have to leave the resort to have fun we could do like one pool one day one pool another day we had the pirate show we had the polynesian night we went to brought we went to the aquarium and then at that broadway at the beach place we did senior frogs for dinner for mia's birthday and so it was overall just a really good trip and i loved it because there was so much stuff for the kids to do and i i really wanted it to be like Every day the kids got up, got excited to go do something fun. I feel like because I work, you know, my kids spend a lot of the day inside. And then, like, when I'm off, I'll take them out to go do something. Or sometimes I'll get off early and we'll go somewhere. I'm good about, like, finding things for us to do and taking time. But the mom guilt still, like, kind of creeps in, which is something I have to to work on. <sighs> Coffee. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so awesome trip awesome trip awesome trip and I liked it because it was low-key and like there were times where it's like hey we're gonna go to swim the the kiddie pool with the lazy river closed at 10 so it'd be like after dinner like seven o'clock hey we're gonna go take the kids to the pool for an hour and then my grandparents would join us or my mom would join us but there were other times where it's like they wanted to go get ice cream and I was like well I think it's getting kind of late I'm gonna put the kids to bed and then hang out with my friends and so it was a good trip um I'm definitely in planning mode for Disney now, and you guys don't even have any idea. You will be seeing me all over TikTok literally next week because I've been working on all these Disney things. Um, also, it's my 30th birthday the next week, and so I'm treating this trip as, like, my birthday trip. And so, like, if there are top things I want to do, I'm doing them. Top places I want to eat at, I'm eating them. And so um, even, like, my outfits for this trip, Mine were cute for the last trip. They were like cute little themed outfits. No, I'm going all out this next trip. If you know me, I will dress up. I had a pirate outfit for pirate day. I had a um, like Hawaii outfit for Hawaiian day. Me dressed up like as Moana on Polynesian night. Just imagine Disney World. Um, so yeah, it was a really great trip. Really, really great. Always thankful to be able to take a week away and just spend it with family and not really have to stress out about anything really. But now I want to talk to you guys about something else. 
So lately, I've been really struggling in some areas and really trying to dissect and figure out how to overcome them. And there are a couple of things I've realized that I've neglected, and then some other areas I feel like I need to give myself a break with, and all these things, so I want to share them with you all. So the first thing that I've been really struggling with is balancing work life, mom life, home responsibilities, and marriage. And I'm really working on an initiative and project that will help myself handle everything better. But then hopefully when I'm able to like launch this initiative, it'll help you if you need it. It'll help whoever, like new moms especially, um, if you need it, start to figure it out. Because there, there's just so much responsibility as a mom, as an employee, as a wife, as a, to yourself, that it's like, how do you have time to go to the gym, but then work on your project for your dreams? How do you make sure that you're getting enough sleep, but then you're getting up early enough to get a workout in? And so it's like all of these things that are like, if you set up a schedule, for instance, and this has happened to me, what happens when something affects that schedule and now you have to readjust? And it's hard to do that. Um, and so this initiative hopefully is going to be a helpful tool, especially for new moms and not just new moms. I think that like your, your schedule changes once your kids get into school and start doing sports, your schedule can get a little bit more filled up, actually a lot more filled up if you have multiple kids in sports. And so this is really um, a project I'm working on because it's an area I've struggled in and I realize it's only going to get more busy from here. It doesn't get less busy and I do have goals. But something that I really struggled with um, all summer and then even just this week that I've kind of been like shaken up a little bit is I've been struggling with like looking myself in, in the mirror, looking myself in pictures and being fine with how I look. I really, really, and you guys know this, struggle between like accept who you are and what you look like as you are and then work to be the person that you want to be, the, the way you want to look and everything. And I have come to this realization that um, has really changed my perspective a little bit. And I have these goals. And let me just ex- explain it. So one, you guys, my birthday's in March. That's when I'm going to Disney. That is when I would like to look the best I've ever looked as in the past five years. I don't want to look, and I think that sometimes you need to take it like that. Like, don't be like, I want to look the way I looked before I had kids, or I want to look the way I looked, you know, in high school or college. Some of that is not attainable. Your hips are wider, your boobs are bigger, things are different. Um, But, you know, I want to look the best I've ever looked in these next past five years. In the next five years, I want to stay the same. And so that's kind of become my goal. But I've also realized that with every person that I look to, I think we all have media people that we really like and aspire to be like um, and physically want to look like. And here's what I've realized about everyone. Even my favorite person who I was looking up to for so long because she never had any plastic surgery, just got plastic surgery. And so one, some of these looks are unattainable, are unattainable without um, plastic surgery. Now, some of them are. Like, I've seen people, um, like, get into shape and look really good without it. The other thing I'll say is that I got really frustrated with, like, and this is a part of my initiative as well, and I'll dive more into this initiative in the next couple of weeks, really launching in September, because um, I really feel like that's a, a key 
month where things start to change, school's back in session and things like that. That's where you kind of really need that help. But I've seen people who want to inspire me fitness-wise, right? But they don't have children and want to inspire me fitness-wise, but that's their job. And so what has been um, my frustration with everything is like, okay, if you could come to me as a mom who is working full-time, that job is not in the gym. You're not a yoga instructor. You're not a beach body coach. You are not a fitness instructor. You are a mom that has another job. I don't care what the job is. You have children and you have goals and you want to get in shape. How do you do it? And so I've been working through figuring it out because the role models I see, they either are you know, they, they, they work out for a living or for a job. They, you know, three times a week, they get paid to teach soul cycle or, you know, they're, they are getting paid to do fitness. No. What about the people who are not getting paid to do fitness? So the incentive of working out isn't as great because it's not your money. And if you are a stay at home mom, great. You guys know that was my goal. I admire you so much, but our challenges are different. And I can acknowledge the challenges of being a stay-at-home mom. You guys know I'm in the best of both and the worst of both worlds, working from home. So my kids are here, but I'm working. So it's like during nap time, I'm catching up on work stuff. I don't have the nap time to clean or to take a bath or to do whatever. And I, and I acknowledge that um, it's not easy, easy being a stay-at-home mom either. I acknowledge that there's different struggles there, but I don't want a stay-at-home mom to tell me how to get in shape when they're like, oh, just, you know, get up 30 minutes early or while the kids are playing. Well, while the kids are playing, I'm working. So yes, that works on Saturday and Sunday, but Monday through Friday, that's not effective. Anyway, so my big, I was like going off the other day, (laughs) even little test about how frustrated I am. And he's like, well, why don't you just contact this person? We know that's in fitness. She looks really great. Love her to death. And I was like, that's awesome. And she can help me come up with like good workout routines and some nutritional guidance. And I should reach out to her for that. But realistically, she does not have kids. She has never had kids and her job is fitness. So her job is to look like that. My job is to do my job. And so anyway, that's part of the initiative is like really, I'm like seeing like in motherhood, they say you become the most, most women become entrepreneurs after motherhood because they see gaps with what they need. Like I need better diapers. So I'm going to figure out a way to formulate better diapers or I need better bottles or I need to be able to have hands free. So I'm going to baby wear and make a better baby wear wrap. I need better outfits that make sense for breastfeeding. All of these things are inspired by women who struggled and had to figure it out. This is the area I struggle and this is what I'm trying to figure out. Um, but That's my whole preaching about this initiative that I'm going to give you guys soon. But on the flip side, I realized that in this past year, my confidence has taken a hit. And because I'm almost 30, I'm scared my time's up. And so I was literally bawling my eyes out the other day. Like, you know, for the past five years, I've put in work at the place that I'm working. And I'm doing well at the place I'm working at every year you get paid more. So it's not like I'm ever like losing any money, but I'm not like making really big strides and changes in my life. I feel like I'm not affecting change the way I want to for women and and for people. And I feel like, who am I to say, you know, 
do this and you'll be happy, do this and you'll be successful if I'm not happy and if I don't feel successful. And so I had this whole crisis moment of like, God, I'm not good enough. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't think you have a plan or purpose for me. I think that I'm just supposed to to, to put, pour myself into my kids. And then one day when they're older, I'll just have a break and that'll be it and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, why did you even make me a person if you weren't going to give me, you know, the ability to achieve my dreams? And I had all this whole breakdown to God and breakdown to my husband about like, am I even somebody? Am I even worth being somebody? How can I be somebody? And he's like, not everybody has to be somebody. You just have to live. And I'm like, no, I have to be somebody. (laughs) And so this whole struggle of like identity and purpose and fulfillment all collapsed on me of like, who am I? Why do I feel like I'm failing at everything? How can I do better? And do I have a a purpose, right? Like when I started this podcast, my purpose was to prove that you could leave your job and be successful and be a stay-at-home mom. Things changed. And now my purpose is what? Well, I'm starting to tune into a few things and I'll share it with you guys in a little bit. Again, this initiative is a big part of it. But I feel like that loss of hope, like, my kids are now this old and I never accomplished this and I thought I would be doing this and it gets so it like it can like weigh you down so much and it has weighed me down to the point of like I thought by 30 I would be doing this 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 and this Ethan keeps looking at me you're not 30 yet babe you still have like eight months before you're 30 and 30 isn't old. And I'm like, nope, 30 is old. It's, it's a threshold. I'm no longer like a youngish adult. I'm just an adult and I don't feel like an adult. <laughs> so it's this whole breakdown. And I think that I had to like take a second. And I was like, I'm not PMSing. In fact, this is the best time of the month for me. Like I'm about to be ovulating. Usually I'm happy. Like all of these TMI information. And I realized the stress and the pressure is getting to me. And I was basically like a hamster in a ball or on a wheel or I'm running, 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 but going nowhere. And so what I've had to do is take a step back, look at some of the things that are good for me, that are working for me, that I enjoy, that I've done well. Look at the things that I've been trying to do well, but are not doing well. And why, why is that? And kind of trickle down and figure it out and get really, really disciplined. Again, the initiative that I'm going to bring you. Um, and I, and I was like thinking about like all these things. And then I remembered, I remembered, I remembered that God doesn't choose the qualified, right? He calls you because you're chosen, right? He calls you despite your qualifications. And so no, my life isn't perfect, but me starting these improvements And having an imperfect life makes me feel like I'm, you know, I'm equipped to share with you all and to share with real moms that aren't just floating around being influencers, right? Like, that's the goal. And I know influencing is a lot of work. Like, yes, that is the goal to get paid from Instagram, but that that's not the purpose. And the purpose is to help people and to come up with a solution and to grow from there. And so... Long story short, short, I want you to know if your house isn't clean, if you are 20 pounds more than you've ever been in your life, if you haven't had intimacy time with your husband in three weeks, if you um, have no motivation because you have nothing you're passionate about, 
there is hope you are not failing and you're going to come through it. And if you need the help, I'm going to present ways to help because I think that we get so caught up, especially me. I am somebody who I watch TV, for instance, I see someone do something, I want to do it. I see a deep sea diver. That's it. I'm going to be a deep sea diver. Not exaggerating. Not even in the smallest bit. I see a fashion designer. I could do that. Let me learn how to draw and sew. That's not my gift. First of all, I I can't draw. I can't even sew. I tried. Um, And so I think that if we kind of hone in on who we are and focus on fulfilling yourself, your family, your future self, what, what, what do I want future me to look back and be proud of? Dear future me, I'm going to make you proud. And this is how. Dear future me, this is where you're going to be sitting and I'm going to get you there. And so working on that has become a huge part of my goal. And I honestly think there's been all of these things I've struggled with this year um, and like been mentally, basically going through like a midlife crisis, but I'm not quite, I'm a little more than a quarter life. Like I'm past 25, like a quarter life crisis is kind of what's happened. And so like saying like, Britt, you need to do yoga once a week. Center yourself. You need that quiet. You can gym hard those other two days a week for the gym. But you need some time to do yoga or Zumba. You need to, whatever you need that week. If you need fun and laughter, do Zumba. If you need peace and quiet, do yoga and figure it out. And so I am excited to bring you guys in on what I'm working on next month. It's really a a process, but I... I wanted you to know, like, you're not alone in the struggles of everything. If you're financially hit because everything's expensive, I understand. I remember, like, I shopped for groceries and I was like, this is all we got? We paid $150 and this is all we got? And I, I, you know, everything's affecting all of us. And so I want you to know you're not, you're not failing. If you think, like, at high school... I said I wanted to be this, and now I am an administrative assistant, and I've been doing this for nine years, and I don't want to do it anymore. You haven't failed. You've provided for yourself for the past nine years. Now it's time to provide for your soul. And so that's kind of where I've been, where, you know, I'm disappointed that I'm at the place that I'm at. I'm mad at myself. I've let my younger self down because I'm here. But instead of looking back, at like, I should have done this, I would have done this. Let me look at what I can do to help my future me. So in three to five years, I look back and I'm like, damn girl, get it. And so, I don't know. I've been really struggling, struggling self-confidence. I've been lonely, I've been upset. And I really think that two things happen. I had this whole anxiety attack yesterday, like sobbing, crying, the point where, I don't know if any of you guys have ever had this happen to you, where I kept repeating the same things to myself, like, I just need to do this, 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 and I was, like, Googling, I was, I was on the, the phone looking for, like, professional help, like, I just need to put in my insurance information, I just need to find a therapist, I just need to find a therapist, and I was, like, crying, going, like, repeating these things to myself, um, in, like, a crisis mode, and I realized that in that moment, There's also a service and lack there that I think I would like to add to on the mental health community side, but that's a project for after the initiative launches, and I'll share that with you as well. Um, But it was just appalling to me that where I felt like, and I'm fine now, um, there's some areas I definitely need to work on because to get to that anxiety level where I'm like 
sobbing. I'm, I'm like, can't really breathe. I'm just like repeating over and over, over this one phrase. I'm like really focused on like trying to get help and I can't get it. Like, that's not okay. If you're ever in a situation like that, you need to be able to get help. And I was at the point where I was like, do I call 911? Do I? And I didn't need to, like, I wasn't going to die. I just needed someone to help me at that moment. Um, and I didn't have it. And then the other thing was, um, I just forgot. <laughs> I just forgot what I was saying, but, um, I don't know, just kind of honing in on like, okay, what can I control? What can't, what can't I control? And don't forget who you are. You've done these things in your life. You've done cool things in your life. You're going to do more cool things. It's okay to go through a season of rest and a season of figuring it out. And so I'm just been in this season of figuring it out and I'm excited to, to share with you what I have figured out. Um, but as somebody who has struggled every day, recently. I want you to know you're not alone. And um, this too shall pass. The other thing I realized was that from a faith perspective, there's not a lot that I can control. But I have to remember that God is going to provide and God's got me despite. And I think I was really good about that, you know, almost two years ago when I was pregnant with Elliot. And ever since I've kind of forgotten. And that's kind of how faith works. There's times where you are like maximum level of faith, but it doesn't, you don't always maintain that. And, um, I haven't maintained that in honesty. And I, and then yesterday I was like trying to figure all these things out. And God said, like, some of this isn't for you to figure out. Some of the things you're anxious about, give to me. You can't control some of the things. Someone that came over yesterday um, in our house was kind of a disaster because we just got back from vacation. So I have a suitcase, I have blankets everywhere. Um, I was in the kitchen cooking and I, that's what caused this whole panic was like, this person has now seen our house like this. They're going to, and it wasn't like it was dirty, right? It's not like my house is physically dirty. It's not like that. It's like there's a suit, there's suitcases and there's bags from the trip and there's blankets on the floor from the couch. And I panicked. And I was like, God, we're going to lose our house and all this other stuff. And God's like, first of all, no, you're not. Second of all, give that to me. I've got you. And so I've been really trying to work on the things I'm good at, the things I know, the dreams that I have. Let me organize those thoughts. And then, and then... Let me move forward. And anyway, long story, long preach. God's got you. I've got you. I've got good stuff coming for you. And take time for yourself. The other thing was I was feeling really ugly. My nails weren't done. My toes were chipped. My hair was looking all crazy. And so this morning I got up, I washed my face. I did my hair. I put on some fake nails and I feel like a completely different person. And so this is a reminder to take care of yourself because yes, when you feel a mess, you'll be a mess. If you can feel a little bit better, you'll, you'll, you'll do better. It's the whole thing. Like if you're depressed, get in the shower and get dressed. Keep doing it. For me, if I'm feeling depressed, it is do your nails, do your hair, keep going. And then despite how my body looks, at least I know my hair is cute. At least I know my nails are cute and I can keep working on myself. So anyway, talking about getting up, getting dressed and you'll feel better. I'm talking about if you do not have actual depression, because I know that's a different animal in itself mental health is real um I saw this one TikTok where there was this girl and she was like yeah I was talking to my friend I told her my neck was hurting and she was like 
oh yeah, what, what's going on? And she was like, yeah, I've been sleeping on the couch the past couple of days because I haven't, um, I have all my laundry on my bed. I haven't folded and put away. And her friend was like, well, just put away your laundry and you can sleep on your bed. And the girl on the TikTok was like, is that what it's like for normal people who don't have mental health? You just do things. And I think that it's really relatable if you're somebody who, you know, does have um, depression or anxiety or something like that. But I do think that sometimes, even outside of that, we do so much every day, every day. And I mean, back in the long, long olden times where everything was messed up and women were stuck in the house and it was, there was like all these things that weren't great. The one thing I will say is that, yeah, you had to like wash your clothes by hand, but you had three outfits maybe, and you had to milk the cows, but you weren't overstimulated like we were, we are now. Um, not saying that I would ever go back to those days because like I could not survive, but um, yeah, it's, it's, um, interesting how much we, we have to do on a daily basis and how, I don't know how challenging it can be to just get all of the little things done. Um, so anyway, moving away from that, I was talking to my friends last night. So last night I went to a happy hour with some friends from work and one of my friends is turning 30 in November and I don't turn 30 till March and so I was like are you having like a, a meltdown and she was like what I was like are you having a meltdown because I am having a meltdown and so we're talking about how um I'm and then I'm just going off and on off and off and off about how like oh my gosh you know, I'm going to be 30, all of these things. And I don't know why for some reason 30 is such a marker for a lot of people. And I hear, and then my friend um, who's already in her 30s is like, don't worry, your 30s are the best. It just gets better. And I'm sitting here thinking, yeah, I can see that, but there's so much I want to accomplish in life that now I feel like, girl, you got to do it now. You know how like when you want to be a model, your prime is like your teen years. I feel like, well, those are gone. You're a teen, you're early 20s. So those are gone for me. But then outside of that, like, um, outside of that, it's just like, oh my gosh, I have to accomplish all of these things. And I feel like we all live on these different timelines. Like, oh, I wanted to be married and have all my kids by the time I was 30. Or, oh, I wanted to buy my first house. And it's just not realistic in today's world or society. And I have to go get Elliot. He's staring at the baby monitor looking at me like, mom, because he knows. But, um, yeah, I feel like whatever age you are, like, you kind of go through crises as you get older of, like, I need to accomplish this, this, and this. And then I remind myself of all the successful people and how you know, they made it, but it's also just like different times. And so your time will come. My time will come. We got to just keep working. I started listening to these motivational podcasts every morning and, um, talking about hard work, dedication, uh, making sure you're doing the right things, eating the right things every single day, every single hour, every single minute, making the right decisions. And those right decisions add up. Your character is the most important thing. Your family is the most important thing. But you getting up early and you doing the work, that's what's going to get you. You're going to get up early. You're going to go to bed late when you're in a season of production and building. And if you've ever written a book or if you've ever tried to open a business or if you've ever tried to plan a really big event, you know that it's true that you're waking up early 
working on this project, then going about your everyday life, and then after that, working on this project. And so I've kind of built in a schedule for myself that models the things that I want to accomplish. And I will share it with you all when I launch this new initiative that I have going on. Um, because I think that it'll be beneficial. And I'm, and I'm also kind of testing it out for the next 30 days, which is why I said I'll, I'll launch it in September um, to see if it works. But I do have some, some good stuff coming because it's really hard, I think, to organize your priorities. And sometimes you, sometimes you like put these different priorities, like all these things have take precedence all these things are important and um you lose sight of like what you really need to get done or you're just like treading water you're not going anywhere and so I'm trying to make it so that I am spending like intentional time with my kids intentional time with my husband and then those hours that I have that are free where I'm wandering around how can I make it so that you know if I get off of work at three o'clock from 3 to 4.30, me and the kids are at the park. We are playing in the backyard at the water table. We are, you know, going somewhere um, to the indoor playground for an hour and a half. And then the kids can come home. They can watch a movie while I cook dinner. And then while they're eating dinner, I can go work on my project for an hour because Ethan gets home. And then after I do that, I can sit down and eat dinner and watch the movie with my kids or something like that. And so just trying to figure out you know, there's so many hours in the day and some of it is spent doing random little things. I spend a lot of time on my phone, not on my TikTok though. I'm a, um, I'm a planner, 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 planner. So like I'm a shopper, 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 shopper. And so I'm always planning like, okay, so this is when I'm going to buy this. And this is when I'm going to buy that. Let me check to see what Old Navy has for kids. Let me check to see what Macy's has for kids. Let me check to see what Carter's has for kids. Let me check to see what Target has for kids. Let me make a bunch of carts for back to school. And then let me see which one's cheaper, which one has the cuter stuff, which one cart has the better stuff and has the best price, the best deal. And so I spent like an hour and a half doing that where if I focused really hard on work I might be cleaned up and done and not have much left to do with work and I could have moved on to the next task so it's like little things like that where it's not bad for me to sit in and like be like you know what let me look into this or let me do this but to have to spend that time intentionally like hey I'm gonna I'm gonna organize my back to school cart right now for the next you know 30 minutes let me sit down and do that. And so anyway, that's what I'm trying to do and accomplish. And I also think that if you have a goal or a dream and you have a partner, um, there's two things that I want to say about that. One, your partner might not see it the way you see it or care about it the way you care about it. Like I have goals and dreams that my husband's like, oh, that's cool. But he can't relate to some of the, the things I want to accomplish. He can relate to the financial aspect of some of it. Like, yeah, that would be awesome if, you know, you made that much or we as a couple made this much. And that would be like really um, a different ball game for us. And, you know, that would be great. But in terms of like, no, 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 but if I want to go speak to people, if I want to be, you know, helping women beyond the podcast, like, I hope that when you listen to this, you, you're relating to me. I'm hoping that you're hearing a normal person with a normal body going through everyday life trying to figure things out and know that, you know, I, I'm a mess just as much as you are. My living room is a mess just as much as yours is. Um, 
and all this other stuff. And I'm a mom and I'm doing all that. But I want to go beyond that now. Now I want to give you something that's going to like practically help you. Um, and I, I believe I was listening to a motivational speech and they were saying there are no shortcuts to get to where you want to go. It just takes hard work. And I believe that. But I think there are ways to help you get there. I don't think that there are shortcuts, right? So like I, I organized this schedule to, to do all the things I would like to accomplish. And you're about to see a lot from me if this schedule works. Um, and if this plan that I put in place and this meal guide and all this other stuff that I've been working on works. Um, I'm putting in the hard work, but I needed the tools and the time to do it. And I think that is where I'm going to try to help you if you need that help. Um, you know, get the tools and get the time to do certain things to elevate your life to the next level. Um, and so sometimes when you have a dream, your partner might not understand it, might not even fully believe in it, but they need to support it. And so um, if you are having like a goal or a dream and your partner isn't supportive, I think that or is like, I don't, I don't think that's possible or I don't know why you're even trying to do that or can you even do this? Remember, God doesn't choose the qualified. He chooses the called. And so whatever your passion is, I don't care if you can do it or if you've never done it, you can do it because God plants those seeds in our hearts for a reason. And um, when you when you combined your passion, whatever that may be, with um what you feel like is your purpose and pair that with the talents you have, you're unstoppable, right? And so my passion is to help moms and to help women. Um, I have the skills from college. My, my whole major was basically this podcast. It was communications. I had a radio show. Um, I did journalism. I was on the newspaper. I, I wrote, I wrote on the newspaper. I, um, did public relations. I I wrote. Uh, I did some PR addresses and different things like that. I worked for a PR firm for a little while. Um, after school, I just wasn't getting paid really well. It was like, you know, not very good money. But um, I when I when you when you pair all of those things together, I think think good things can come. And so for me, I, I, I sometimes think about my student debt and I'm like, wow, I'm not using my degree. I'm, I'm using it. I'm just not getting paid to use it. Um, but I met my husband and I've, I learned some of the skills that I want to use in my next level of life. But back to your partner, let's say your partner is like, I don't know how you're going to do this, or I don't know if that's a good idea. Um, and if you're not like taking a big risk in the beginning, like if you're just working on a project, if you're just writing a book, if you're just trying to get in shape and um, be a beach body coach, for instance, I don't think there's anything wrong with being a beach body coach. Um, it's just not the coach I want for my um, fitness goals. Why? I have a great beach body coach, actually. and She's really, really great. And I, I think she's really relatable because she has a real body. She has real children. And she's one of the ones where I look at her and I'm like, okay, I respect you because I can see what you're doing. I can see, you know, you have two kids and um, you're really just trying to get it done. But, you know, there's other people where I'm like, you, first of all, you work at a gym. <laughs> Don't come at me and tell me how to get in shape when you literally work. Your, your job is fitness. And yes, I need you to give me the tools that I need, but I need somebody who 
who has a job, who has, you know, like I said before, I need somebody who's in my scenario to tell me what to do um, or, to, you know, and all that. But anyway, moving aside, moving on. Um, if your partner does not feel passionate about your passion, I think that's okay. I think we all need to be fine with that. But have them be supportive. What do I mean? Um, my husband does not care about my Disney YouTube channel. He, you know, is proud of my podcast because of how, you know, long I've been doing it and how, um, you know, it's, it's like mildly successful. I have, I have, I have some pretty good download numbers, um, but this is over a long span of time. And so all this other stuff, but he doesn't care. But what he has done is like, Hey, I know that you are writing a book with your best friend. I know um, you are you are working on your podcast. You are doing whatever. Um, that's not his project. He does need to be brought in on it. But what he will do is provide the time and space for me to do it. So he'll be like, hey, babe, I'm off work want to go work on the podcast, want to go to the gym. So he gives me that like space to be like, Hey, um, you know, I'm home now. You can go do whatever. And so what I've been trying to do is like, when he's done with work, let me give him a chance to go shower and change and to sit down for a minute. And once he has showered and changed and I've made dinner, he can feed the kids the dinner that I cooked and I can go do whatever it is that I need to do whether it be, I don't even know, whether it be working on the podcast or working on another project. And so if you can just partner with your partner, like, hey, I know that you don't like to get early up early, but I would like to go, and this is, I'm doing this once a week. I'm going to the gym at, you know, 6 a.m. Um, or I'm going at like 5.30, realistically, um, so I can be there at 6. I'm going to leave for the gym around 5.30, I don't need you to be awake, but could you um, take the monitor and just listen in case Elliot wakes up? Because normally he's not awake at 530. Normally he's asleep, but sometimes he'll wake up. And so, you know, doing little things like that where the, hey, I, I don't need you to, to like, I'm not inconveniencing you. I just need you to support me. Okay. All right. So I'm going to end the episode here. I have more to talk about um, about marriage and some other things that I've been walking through that are not really just bad it's just when you get to a place where you need like not necessarily just help but you just need a little bit of guidance or um um for example Ethan and I realized we communicate very differently and so I was saying things black and white and he was like reading between the lines and I was like no it's black and white um and we had this whole conversation and it's just about how you know men are fixers and women not not necessarily, but to like label it like this, but like he's a fixer and I a lot of times need you to listen to me. Um, let me vent, rant and cry. And then if I'm ready to for a solution, like I'll be like, okay, if I'm still crying and saying nothing's going to work, that means I'm not ready for a solution. And so I'm um, talking to him about that. But anyway, I'll let you guys go. Have a really, really great week. Um, I'm trying to get this guest on the podcast. Um, 
just because I think it's always interesting to hear, you know, someone's voice other than mine. Um, you guys know it's way easier for me to just podcast with myself and you all. And um, just stay safe. I hear monkeypox is on the rise. I'm not even going to talk about it. I just think that just use common sense and stay safe. Um, next episode, I want to talk about back to school because that is coming up and I'm not ready, but I'm starting to get ready. Um, I think I'm not ready because that means my son turns two because he turns two in October. Um, and that means this is my daughter's last year of preschool because next year she'll be five and going off to kindergarten. And that's really big for me. Um, and I'm not really ready for that, but we'll talk about it all next week. Stay safe, be good, be kind, be humble, be amazing, be you, and I'll talk to you guys next week.